Hello and welcome to <laughs> Harley's looking at me again. Welcome to another episode of Happy For You. I am Jules, your host, and I'm really excited for today because it is the part two of the question and answers that you guys have sent in to me. Um, for those who may not know, I sent a, I posted a poll on Instagram uh, asking for questions that you you guys might have for me. And you guys sent in some really good questions. And I want to make sure that I am giving you my all and making sure that I'm going in depth with my answers and not just like doing this at the end of an episode and being like, all right, five minutes and like, that's it. So um, last week was the part one. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I highly recommend. I talked about non-committal friends, top three self-care activities and people pleasing. Oh yeah. Okay. So today we are going to have three questions. So the first question is how to start meditating if you do meditate. And yes, I do. Tips for when you don't feel like going to the gym. That's a good one. And your thoughts on being an only skincare girly, not makeup girly. I'm a skincare one. Um, I'm going to try my best to answer that question, but um, I don't know. I'm kind of like both, if that makes sense. But let's get into it. to put my sweatshirt on it's a little chilly okay so I'm gonna leave the meditation one for last because I have a lot to say about it and I think it's my favorite question of them all even though they are all great questions and I am so happy to help all of you so the first question I'm going to answer is tips for when you don't feel like going to the gym so <clears throat> I actually recorded an episode on burnout um, with my friend Juliana. And during that episode, we did talk a little bit about this. Um, but I am just going to repeat what I said in that and also give a little bit more. So what I had said is bringing the things that you value to the gym. So like, if you value, like watching your favorite show, like that, you just love doing that after work or on your day off, bring that to the gym and then watch that when you're there. Um, also like changing your routine. So like we're often always in the same routine. We're doing the same workout. Even me, like even little things, like when I go to the gym, I love going on the stair climber. I go on the same stair climber every time or like of the bike. I go on the same bike every time. Like choose a different piece of equipment because we're always going on the same equipment, the same music, the same workout routine. And that's why we don't want to go because like we're bored. Um, so try to spice it up a little bit by like choosing something that is different. So like I always go to the gym and do cardio and then like maybe a little bit of weights, um, but I'm not going to lie. I'm also getting sick of it too. Like I have a hard time 
getting myself to go to the gym too, because it's the same thing every time. So something that I do is I choose something that I actually look forward to when I go to the gym. And for me, that is the sauna. Like I love going in the sauna before and after my workout. It just like, I don't know, maybe some of you guys don't have a sauna at your gym. So maybe there's something else you can pick. But like, if you do have a sauna, I love going in there. And it's just like, it's like a little getaway in a way like no one can bother me in there. I can just be in silence. And something else I like to do in there is put my legs up. So like, literally laying down like this. Because when you lay down, a lot of people might say that you're draining the lactic acid. But fun fact, the lactic acid only actually lasts um, like 30 minutes after your workout, like to an hour. I learned that in a class um, in undergrad. And um, the feeling that you get in your legs that like feels like lactic acid, that's actually your muscles um, bro like breaking apart. Like, you know, when your muscle fibers, when you work out they tear and then they have to repair themselves again which it sounds horrible but it's actually normal and it's a good thing that they do that because that's how you build muscle and um so that feeling of them being torn is not lactic acid it's your muscles repairing themselves um that's just a little side note about that <laughs> but um yeah so like i love going in the sauna putting my legs up um, you don't even have to go in the sauna to do that, but like making sure that you are giving yourself a cool down or a warm up because I really think that this plays a huge role in your actual workout routine. Like it warms you up, it gets you ready to go in the moment, feeling good. And I think that when we do go to the gym, like you should enjoy it and it should not feel like a chore. And I totally understand where you're coming from because I often go to the gym and I don't feel like it at all. Also, don't force your body. If you notice that your body is very fatigued or maybe you're like mentally and physically fatigued one week, it's okay if one week you're going less than another week. Like it all balances out. And I think that we feel that we're being unproductive if we don't go to the gym for a day when really we're just listening to our body. And like, honestly, that's a huge resolution for me this year is to be okay and accept the fact that it's okay if I'm not going to the gym one day and just going home and going for a walk instead or even doing like yoga. Um, because I think that in order for us to have a great workout routine and be excited to go to the gym and feel more motivated and energetic, we have to give ourselves these off days. And I think that plays a huge role in our energy, our mood, um, because like on a superficial level, we're like, if you, you're just like, oh, I don't feel like going to the gym today. But really, it means a lot more than that. Like maybe question to yourself, like, why do I not feel like going to the gym? Like, what have I done this week that is making me feel like I have less energy? Um, because I think reflecting on that can be like make a big impact on your energy, if all of this is making sense. Um, but like bottom line with this question is – pick something that you value and bring that to the gym. Um, choose something that you 
will look forward to at the gym. So like for me, it's the sauna for you. It could be like a cool down or like somewhere at the gym. That's like maybe a little bit more quiet that you can have like time to yourself. Um, and changing up like the actual equipment and like stuff like that. Um, something else I like to do is look at songs prior to going and like being getting excited because these are songs that I don't normally listen to and they're new. So I'm more excited to work out to like new songs. Like I prepare that. I think our gym routine is not just at the gym, but it's the preparation before, right? Um, I don't know if you take pre-workout. I don't. I used to take it. I don't like the way it makes me feel. It makes me like tingly and stuff. Understand. And I am someone who also has a hard time with this, but I think that bringing what you value to the gym is going to be super important and also reflecting on like, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? I'm also keeping these questions anonymous of who sent them in because I don't know how you feel about me saying your name. The second question is your thoughts on being an only skincare girly and not makeup girly. I'm a skincare one. So I I don't know. I never heard of like only being one or the other. Um, but something that I want to say with this is I'm going to go, I'm going to be going into some skincare facts right now because I am a big skincare person. I think that what you put on your skin, like our skin is the largest organ in the body. I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. And we need to protect it. It is a protecting shield on our body. I view our skin the same way that I view what food I put into my body. So I don't know if you're going to like my answer on this one, but I do have to say that you don't need a 10-step skincare routine. Um, less is best. And it's the same way when you look at a food product and you see like 20 ingredients listed on there, you don't want 20 ingredients of skincare on your face either. Um, I definitely think that some of the products we're putting on like retinol and um, like vitamin E, I think those are great. But I also think like paying attention to the skincare products you're buying and not buying them because they are aesthetically pleasing, but because they actually are good for your skin. Um, because all the stuff we're putting on our face now is going to add up when we're older. And I personally, I've always had very sensitive skin, so I have to like watch what I'm putting on it. But I'm still on acne medication, and without that, I would still be breaking out. But I just want to tell you what mine is and what experts recommend for your skincare um, because it is so, so crucial what you're putting on your skin because it's really going to make a difference for when you are older. So experts say the best treatment, I'm reading this from an article that I found, cleanse, treat, moisturize, and protect with the treat portion targeting the specific concern of that individual. So like for me, 
I have acne prone skin and I'm sensitive for you. Maybe you're working on tone or maybe you're working on texture. Like there's so many different things and everyone is different. And I also want to say that like, do whatever makes you happy. Like I think skincare is a way to almost like a little relaxation moment in your day. You know, like it's something that you enjoy and it makes you feel good. So as long as like you understand the products that you're using on your face, I think that it's really important. Um, like, so for example, with this, um, cleanse, treat, moisturize and protect, an example would be if you have acne, you may use a gentle cleanser, retinoid, and then a gentle moisturizer and sunscreen. So like for me, literally all I use on my face is my cleanser and then I use a topical for my acne and then I mix my SPF with vitamin E oil. That's it. Last question I have was how to start meditating if you meditate. This is a very big question because meditation is huge. Um, I have my mindfulness certification and I learned a lot about meditation and mindfulness. And I just want to say that meditation, I think that there's a misconception that people think meditation is only you laying down and being in Zen and like just turning off your mind. And yes, that is a huge portion of it. But my, um, meditation can also be mindfulness. So mindfulness meditation means that you are doing tasks throughout your day while being mindful. And the definition of mindfulness is um, you paying attention to your thoughts without judgment while being in the present moment. So an example of a mindfulness meditation would be you um, like brushing your teeth, uh, cooking, literally like any task that we often get really distracted. Like think about like when you, when you take a shower, how often do you get distracted and start thinking about your day or thinking about what's coming up and thinking about yesterday and thinking about all these conflicts that haven't even happened, but you're just making all this up in your head. And like mindfulness meditation is you noticing those thoughts and acknowledging them, maybe even questioning like, why am I thinking this way? And then not judging them. So when you're not judging a thought, that means that you're not labeling it as good or bad. Like you're not letting that thought impact your mood or your emotions like you just see it you acknowledge it and then you just like let it go like I often think of my thoughts as clouds I've I've said this before I think on an episode but it's like and I've read this in books I'm not crazy I just thought of this when I like when I research a lot but thinking of your thoughts as clouds is like seeing the thought going by in your mind and just letting it go and not perseverating on it. And all of this is a great way to start meditation because when you start bringing mindfulness meditation in your day, then when you actually do those actual meditations where you do sit down, maybe before you go to bed, maybe in the morning, 
you notice it's a lot easier and you're a lot more in the present moment. Um, because honestly, like meditation is a skill. Like you don't just like start it and then you're perfectly fine at it. Um, you have to like ease into it and build into it. And um, so what I do is I pay attention to what I'm doing throughout the day. Like obviously I get distracted and I will like start zoning out and thinking about all these random things. But then I kind of center myself again. And I think about like, how is my body feeling? Like, where am I feeling tense in my body? What are the thoughts that are going on? Um, like your five senses, what are you smelling? What are you tasting? What are you feeling? Like stuff like that. And then when you do actually meditate, it's going to be a lot easier. Um, because you already understand how to be in the present moment. But I also want to say with meditation is that it is so normal to get distracted and have thoughts that arise during the meditation. So like the amount of times that I've meditated and like half of the meditation went by and I wasn't listening, but like it's so normal and it's just your ability to like acknowledge when those things happen and just center yourself again and not get too bothered by it. Um, and also like you don't have to do like 30 minute meditations, like a five minute meditation is more than enough. Like five, 10 minutes is really all you need. Um, and also I just want to say is like, I know a lot of us are really busy throughout the day, especially at work, but like, if you can find just five minutes in the middle of your day at like one o'clock, you know, and you go somewhere to be silent. So at my job, there is a refresher room where like, so I work in a hospital and at the hospital are these refresher rooms and you can go in there and you can't bring any work in there. It's silent. There's like chairs, there's mats you can stretch on. It's, it's fucking amazing. And I go in there for, I don't do this every day, but I try to for just five minutes. And I just turn my mind off. I, I don't even play a meditation. You can play a meditation if you want to, but like just being in the present moment for a second and thinking about how your body might be feeling, taking deep breaths, like breathing in for four seconds, holding, breathing out for eight seconds can really calm you down and center you again. So then when you go back out on your job, you're more energized, you're more focused, you're more creative, you're more productive. And I'm not just making this up. Like this is true facts right here. <laughs> Meditation can really enhance your mental energy, everything. And that's what I want to go into right now is the actual facts of meditation so that it can kind of motivate you a little bit more. But right now I'm going to tell you how meditation can physically and emotionally impact you. So physically meditation can decrease chronic pain in your body. Yeah. Like, isn't it fucking amazing and so intriguing that your mind can control physical parts of your body. It can, your mind is so powerful and more of us need to be aware of this. There was a study that after 10 weeks of this, that people meditated, 
65% of those people showed a reduction, more than third reduction in their pain ratings, like actual pain in their body, lower back pain, any kind of pain, chest pain, whatever. It lowered 65% showed more than third reduction in their pain ratings from meditation. And I've also heard stories of people who have had cancer, who have had back pain. Like when my back went out, so I don't have a good back, I meditated to help with the pain. And no, it's not going to make it just, you just meditate once and all of a sudden it's gone. You have to be consistent and use your mind. And what I did was I found meditations, so you can find them on Spotify, YouTube, whatever. You don't have to pay for them. I do pay for mine, like, it's just a couple dollars a month because it helps me, but you don't have to do that. And in this meditation, I literally pictured my breath, like, this is going to sound weird, but I don't care if you think I'm weird because it helped me, and my back is better now. So anyway, I would breathe in during the meditation, picture the breath going to that area of my body. So picturing the breath going to my lumbar spine with like, like you, when you know, when you picture positivity, maybe you picture like yellow, maybe you picture like sparkles, like any kind of positivity. And I pictured that color of breath going to that part of my spine and healing it. And I'm not just making this up. This was a meditation I found. And then when I would breathe out, I would picture like black smoke, like negative energy coming out of my spine and breathing it out. And I, like I said, I know this sounds crazy, but it works. And I have heard stories. I've researched about this, that this literally works where people use colors. They use mental positive and negative energy to breathe in and breathe out to decrease their pain. And it works. I mean, I was doing PT at the time as well, but I personally think that this helped tremendously. So I just want to say that. Meditation can also help your immunity. So there was a blood draw from participants in a study that also found that meditation is uh, created a more robust immune system. So they drew their blood and they studied it and they found that there are more their immune system was significantly impacted. And let me just preface, knock on wood, I haven't gotten sick and I don't even fucking know how long. Like I said in the last episode, I had strep this summer, but it was barely strep. I was like, it was like the most chill strep I think I ever had. I was just like, oh, my throat hurts a little bit. Went to urgent care, had strep. And I'm like, what? And then I, uh, I was fine in like two days. I went on antibiotics, but like I was fine. Like I don't remember the last time I had a fever. I had COVID like two years ago, three years ago. <laughs> I got COVID once. Um, like not even just COVID, like the flu, like knock on wood. Meditation, I'm telling you, it's helping my immune system. Just saying. Um, it also helps your blood pressure. 
So meditation displays greater increase in vagal tone. So our vagus nerve, that's the nerve for breathing. It's for your nervous system. So when you do deep breathing, that decreases that vagal tone. It it calms you down, which means it will lower your heart rate. It'll lower your blood pressure. And I, I'm an OT. If um, those of you who don't know, um, occupational therapists work with people who have physical and mental conditions. And a lot of my patients have hypertension. And I'm telling you, hypertension is linked to strokes. It's linked to building fucking like aneurysms. Like hypertension can just cause so much. And it is very common in the older population because I work in the hospital. It a majority, it is 60 and older. And I'm telling you, 99% of my patients have hypertension. And a way to prevent this is meditation. And I think that people think that in order to help their immune systems, to help their blood pressure, they have to um, like eat healthier. And that is a huge, huge portion. Like that is an exercising as well is a huge portion. Um, but I also think that if you want to grow long and healthy, you have to put a mul- like multiple areas in there. Um, and that is meditation, eating healthy, and exercising. And no, exercising does not need to be like hit workouts, crazy, like lifting 300 pounds. That's great too. But like taking walks. Like it's as simple as that. Um, and I also want to just preface a lot of my patients are also overweight and that is also linked to high blood pressure. Um, low immunity, the mortality rate should have looked into like the actual facts of like Americans, but I think we all know that Americans are the like most unhealthy of all the countries yeah I don't want to say this to put you down in any way because all of this is a lot easier said than done and I also want to say that like it is just so hard to be like a very healthy person like getting yourself to go to the gym getting yourself to meditate like it's just there's so much pressure and I totally get it and it's hard but if you want to feel your best and you want to live a long, healthy life, you have to work hard and be motivated to be that person. I care so much about people's health and that is why I'm in the healthcare field because I want to help you and I want to learn and grow and be a good advocate for humans in general of all ages. So if you want to prevent You might think that like, oh, you're fine if you're eating the way you are and not meditating and not doing these things now. But let me tell you, it will catch up to you later on in life because I'm I'm seeing it now. Um, 
And no, this doesn't mean that you have to meditate every single day and eat healthy every single day. Like I just had fucking cheesesteak pizza last night, like two garlic knots, two cookies. Um, what else? I had, oh, a poppy drink, strawberry vanilla. So good. Um, but this is what I'm saying. It's all about balance. Did I meditate last night? No. But the thing is, is that I'm balancing it. I do it during the week. I might give myself an off day. Like, it's all about balance. And that is like, everyone is different. And you have to find what's great for you. Um, okay, sorry. Next part of the meditation and how it impacts you physically is aging. I already kind of said this, but I just want to say that I learned this in my med med sorry, I learned this in my mindfulness um class, I guess you could say when I was getting my certification and humans have um telomeres in our bodies. So telomeres are um a protein at the end of each DNA like at the end of each part of DNA in your body. And these telomeres protect the chromosome. So I want to tell you this on a cellular level so that you can understand how it's impacting you on a larger overall level. And so basically meditation, mindfulness, it doesn't have to be just meditation, like I said, but being mindful, being in the present moment, this is how long it goes, is it literally impacts you on a cellular level and it it makes these telomeres, like I said, the telomere is the part on the end of your DNA that protects the chromosome and it, the meditation um, elongates these telomeres. So the longer they are, the less you age, basically. So as you age, these telomeres get shorter. That's why we, you know, have health conditions when we get older. That's why we get wrinkles. That's why, you know, you might get hypertension. Like there's just a lot, you know, with age, like it's normal. That's what happens, right? But meditation and mindfulness elongate these telomeres. So the longer they are, that means that the less you um, age. So maybe you're 60 years old and instead of having, you know, you, you have hypertension or you have uh, diabetes or something, you don't have that yet. Or maybe your blood pressure isn't as high, like little things like that. Maybe you're not building wrinkles as fast. Like it's, you literally are just not aging as early when you meditate. So I hope when I'm 60 years old, I'm still kicking it. Okay. Um, so I hope that's helpful on a physical level because this is going to motivate you to meditate and being more mindful on a emotional level, mindfulness, meditation, and regular meditation can help with our emotions and uh, build a better way of regulating your emotions. It creates us to be more compassionate. It creates us to have more empathy. It, it allows us to be more calm when we face adversity. So did that just rhyme? That should be a poem. <laughs> your amygdala 
is the part of your brain that it has strong emotions. It's kind of like when you have a fight or flight situation where you're like, all right, I'm ready to go. Like that's your amygdala ready to go. Right. So that's the, like the good part, but it can also like be, uh, if your amygdala is very, very hyper reactive, that means that you could be lashing out on people more. You might be more angry. You might be just very like, um, irritable, this is all like a hyperreactive amygdala and mindfulness and meditation can reduce the reactivity of your amygdala. And what happens with that is then you are more calm in situations that you might be usually more annoyed, irritable, angry about. Um, and something else along with that is neuroplasticity is when your brain creates new connections. So our brain does not grow cells. Like neuroplasticity is your brain creating new connections. So one point of your brain go to the next, right? So when you meditate, you are you are creating a neuroplasticity in your brain where you are creating new connections, which means that you are more calm which means that when you face adversity, you are not as reactive in a negative way and you are more calm, okay? By practicing mindfulness and by practicing meditation daily can reduce our stress, reduce our reactivity to our negative reactivity to everyday adversity, which doesn't mean like a fight that you're having. It could be like maybe someone at work like piss you off or like maybe like a friend or something said something to you that like rubbed you the wrong way. Maybe you like ordered something at dinner and your your food came out wrong. Like these are things that are natural and you need to validate the way that you're feeling. But by practicing mindfulness and meditation, it creates you to be more calm and you're like oh no I've I've honestly noticed a difference like I've noticed me I even told my therapist this and I'm like I've noticed that I am more calm in situations that I would be more angry about or like I would be more stressed out about bottom line with this is um meditation helps you physically it helps you emotionally it helps with your emotional regulation um, sometimes it's our brain literally just takes over, right? Like, have you ever, I'm sure you've, you've faced situations where you kind of just feel out of control with your body and you just are, and so irritable and you just don't feel in control. It's, it's like your brain is literally taking over and meditation and mindfulness allows you to be more calm and it allows you to just have more control in your life. So I really hope that this motivated you to meditate more because the thing with meditation is you do have to be consistent in order to see results. And I want you to know that you have to be patient and you you have to like be welcoming and open with a growth mindset in this kind of situation because you might meditate like maybe five days in a row and you're like, oh, I don't feel a difference. I don't see a difference. Like it takes time. It might take a month. It might take a couple months, but just 
like I've been meditating consistently now for like a year. Yeah. Harley, do you want to say hello? That is all the questions that I have. I hope all of that made sense. Excuse me, miss. Sit, 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 sit. Okay. Harley wanted to say hello. Um, I would love to do another episode of, yeah, I know what, what do you have to say? I know. Um, another episode of question and answers. So like, if you have anything that you want to ask or anything, please reach out, reach out to me. Um, you can DM me on Instagram, TikTok, whatever. I link my profile in the, uh, in this episode when you click the about and um please let me know your feedback i love to know if i'm helping you um but i just like to put a lot of thought into like what i'm saying to you guys and a lot of research and personal experience so thank you for listening sorry that this episode like took a while to come out i just had to like get all my information together But um, I hope that you have a great week. I'm so happy for you because you are becoming a better version of yourself. And like I said, if you have any questions, please reach out. And I hope you have a great week. Say bye, Harley. I know. You're such a good girl.